G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. It seems that over and over again, the world teaches us to be self-reliant. Life's about succeeding, and success is about who we are and what we do. And in this day and age, surely we can be and do whatever we want. Really? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. It's fabulous to be back with you today as we take another close look at your faith from a different perspective. I was sitting down with a group of businessmen recently for a breakfast that we'd organised and I was about to share a message called The Battle Belongs to the Lord with this group. It was interesting to listen to the discussion around the table as people drank their coffee and munched their muffins. Being men in business, the discussion was around the economic climate and its impact on their businesses. And as we chatted, it became pretty clear to me how self-reliant this group of men had been programmed to be. They're, after all, businessmen. They have businesses to run. They're meant to succeed. And when the economy turns sour, it's almost as though they are the failures because their businesses are struggling. In fact, during the economic crisis, I sat with a wise older man and he was sharing with me how much of his time was being taken up counselling other men in the financial sector who were contemplating suicide because they were facing ruin. Whatever we do, whoever we are, it seems that society is programming us to be self-reliant. We have to rely on our wits and our abilities to succeed, and if we don't, we're failures. Never mind that that some adversity that we could never have controlled swept in like a storm off the ocean. No, we're meant to succeed. But here's the thing. If we're so self-reliant, what happens when the storm is so ferocious we can't deal with it? What happens when the mountain is so big we can't budge it? Then what? Well, I tell you, it's really scary. The hardest thing, I think, in overcoming fear in life is actually getting to that point where we have a high level of confidence in God, who he is, what he's done, his might and his power and his sovereign grace. And all those things sound great in theory, but what about in practice? What about when the rubber hits the road? Then what? I used to think it was all up to me. And I guess in part it is, but not completely. It's just as well, because you and I, we're human. We can't just conjure up confidence. We, we can't take this theory about who God is and, and let the theory wipe away our fear because fear is real. Now, I need something more than that. I need something more than promises on paper. <laughs> Fortunately, that's exactly what God had planned too. He didn't want to leave it all up to us. He wants us to actually experience his peace. Not our strength, but a peace and a strength that come from God. Let's pick that up in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. He says, Have you not known? Haven't you heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He doesn't faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. That's great. There's the theory again. But watch now for what comes next in the next verse, verse 29. 
God gives his power to the faint. He strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary. The young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord will renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You get the point. Where do the power and the strength come from? Do you or I conjure them up? No. They come from God. And we need that because even youths will faint and be weary and the young and the strong will fall exhausted. But here's the but, the glorious, wondrous but. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. He gives those things to us when we wait expectantly on him. And you know, that's literally what that word wait means. Not waiting grumbling and complaining, not waiting with our hearts and our eyes downcast, not trembling paralysed with fear. It means waiting expectantly, waiting on God with the expectation that he is who he says he is and that he will do what he says he's going to do. Looking up at him and just expecting strength and assurance and comfort from him. Right there in the middle of our fear, with our emotions on a roller coaster ride, with, with our enemies around us, with disaster looming, but with an expectation somewhere deep inside that God is going to act. And what will happen? Exactly what he has planned. Do you know what we're doing when we're doing that sort of waiting? We're having faith that moves mountains. We're living it right then and there. Who knows? Will God give us victory over our enemies this time or not? I I don't know. More Christians were martyred in the 20th century than in the 1900 years before that combined. We all die sometime. Is he going to heal this cancer or let it take its course? Is he going to give me victory over my enemies or does he have a different plan this time? Sometimes we just don't know. But there's one thing I do know, that those who wait for the Lord will renew their strength They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not grow faint. God is saying to us through his word today, indeed he is commanding us, do not be afraid. And you know why it is that I'm not afraid of death? Because I have eternal life through Jesus Christ. Sometimes he does give me victory over circumstances here on this earth. Sometimes, though, he lets me suffer. But come what may... If I'm diagnosed with terminal cancer tomorrow, I am going to put my confidence in the God who has given me eternal life with him. Just before Jesus was crucified and when his disciples, they were trembling with fear. This is what Jesus said to them. You can read it for yourself if you've got a Bible. John chapter 14, verse 27. Here's what he said. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't let them be afraid. Now, as far as we know, each one of those disciples, other than Judas, went on to do a mighty work for God. And then, then they died for their faith. They were martyred. See, so often we're focused on the here and now. We're focused on winning this little battle and and getting our comfort and getting our way and, and getting it all happening just the way we want it. But that's not God's view. God has an eternal view. He has an eternal plan. And that's why I put my confidence in Jesus Christ, who paid the price in full for my sin on that cross. God gives us his peace, his strength, when we wait expectantly on him. And that waiting expectantly is the living out of a faith 
that moves mountains. Doesn't matter how big or bad or ugly the enemy is. Doesn't matter how fearful we are. Doesn't matter how immovable the mountain is. God will take away our fear when we wait expectantly on him. It's the sort of faith that moves mountains. And let me share with you what I shared with those businessmen over the breakfast. God means for us not to be afraid. He means for us to rest in him in the middle of the storm. He means for us to expect him to show up when we're afraid with a mountain so massive we can't even begin to contemplate moving it. I love how the writer of the book of Hebrews in the New Testament puts it. He says, look, this Jesus, he gets what we're going through because he himself walked our dusty road. He, he himself has been tested in every respect the way we're being tested. Then he says, because of that, therefore, we should approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. God means for us to rely on his help. Maybe, maybe that's what faith is. Maybe that's what it is to have the sort of faith that moves mountains. I don't know. Well, what do you think? Before I go, I'd just like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at PowerfulPrayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is PowerfulPrayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.